Welcome to Downtown Hell. Today's guest, we have director Jackson Stewart, and we discuss his film, Beyond the Gates. Hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome to another episode. I am continuing with the theme of, you know, just film and, you know, acting and all facets of just creating. Um, and I have a director of a film that I stumbled upon on Netflix, and it was, it was pretty dope. And it just, it was sick, man, that I had to reach out and, and talk to him, man, about all this madness, because it's fucking, it's, it has everything you would want in a movie. It's bloody, good story. And the chick in the fucking game is hot. <laughs> so introduce yourself, man. Uh, yeah, Jackson Stewart. I'm the co-writer and director of uh, Beyond the Gates, which is the movie you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the whole process of this whole thing? Can you run us through this? Yeah. So it, it basically, like, it all sort of stemmed from, um, I've, t I've told this story before in, like, a few other podcasts, but uh, basically my my friend, Steven Scarlatta, he was the one of the producers of Jodorowsky's Dune. Uh, him and I got brought in on a different project by these other producers for like an anthology that um, they were doing where each director would do like a, a different segment of it and um, ironically neither Steve or I ended up doing that but we met each other at this big group meeting and uh, hit it off pretty quickly and we were like oh we should we should go get coffee sometime and and um, you know talk about movies we were both very into like obscure 70s you know Italian Polizio movies and these these sort of like Italian ripoff films of that yeah. era like Thunder Warrior and um, you know all the the 2019 after the fall of New York and 1990 Bronx Warriors and all this other obscure crap that no one else liked but um, basically Steve and I met and we were just kind of talking about these different ideas we had for movies and he mentioned this idea about these two brothers who find a, a VCR board game in their, their dad's video store um, after he's gone missing and then it ends up leading into another dimension and as soon as I heard that I was like that's exactly the kind of movie I want to make I love that idea awesome. and we Basically, I, I, you know, pushed for us to just start writing it immediately, and um, I think we started writing on it, like, later that day, and then, you know, kind of within, it was basically, like, he, he was on the Oscar shortlist for Chodorowsky's Dune at the time, and so I was able to kind of, like, get investors for the movie um, based off of that while we were writing it, and... You know, it, it came together pretty quickly. You know, it's like there's a lot of other things I've worked on where it'd be, you know, like years writing and then they turn into nothing. And this was, I think we were like filming it within about a, a year of when we started writing it. So it it came together super fast. But uh, yeah. Wow. So like I watched it and everybody, well, including these interviews that you've made and, and stuff that you've done, um, everybody says it's like a tribute to every, to all those films from the 90s and stuff like that. And you get that vibe and stuff, including like the music, man. The music was so amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, that yeah, that's that's full credit to um, Wojciech Golzuski, who he did the music for We Are Still Here and um, Mohawk and this other movie called uh, 400 Days, I think. And um, he's, he's a really talented composer, but... 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the idea was kind of to be evocative of a lot of these movies that I grew up watching without, like, directly lifting set pieces or just, you know, very kind of, like, obvious scenes from them. Because um, it, it's like there's a lot of kind of throwback stuff I've seen where it's like they're literally just, like, lifting, you know, like, it. a sequence from Halloween or Terminator or just, you know, The Thing or these. And you're like, okay, everyone who's going to watch this movie has seen those. and I know what you're referring to, and it sounds like <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, 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 totally, it, it did. I mean, it's just, uh, how did you ever get into this whole field in general, though? Like, how did this start? Like, because, I mean, I... So, yeah, it, it was kind of a, it was like a really long, circuitous path, but basically, like, I moved out here on on a whim when I was 20 um, and I was living with uh, my my friend Chris who's actually like he works for NASA he's a like an engineer there but him and his wife were having a baby and they were like hey do you want to live with us for free for a couple months while you know before our kid arrives and you can help us out and I had absolutely nothing going on at the time so I, I, I was like sure and um, you know at the time I was like writing novels and stuff but basically I met this other director, this guy named Paul Sollett, who uh, he directed a movie called Grace that came out in 2008 or 2009, I think. And he recently had this movie called uh, Bullet Head with Adrian Brody and John Malkovich and a few other people. But he was like one of the first people I met when I moved out here. And then, um, you know, he kind of encouraged me to get into like screenwriting and directing. And, um, you know, it, 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 there was a lot of like weird sort of bumps along the way like I worked on this TV show Supernatural for a little mm-hmm. while and got my first writing credit on that um, and then you know I've had some other like freelance writing jobs and stuff that just never turned into movies but you know a lot of it was it, it, everything kind of you know happened for a reason I guess it was all it lined very up. slow yeah I mean it, it was basically like like something bad would happen but something good would come out of that where it'd be like oh this thing almost happened but then it didn't and then you know I ended up meeting Steve which uh, or Steve Scarlatta which was like a really life changing thing for me and you know um, yeah it it was just like the path to to getting this movie made was was a it it took a while you know there was a lot of like false starts and other projects that I thought were gonna go oh really yeah and then you know this one just happened and um you know did everything I I could have hoped it would so it was uh it was very nice so it just flowed I mean just coming here getting that offer to live for free say yeah yeah i mean it was like I, I, it, it was not like glamorous at all it's like yeah. i didn't have like a bed or anything i was like <laughs> sleeping on like their carpet you know and okay. just like it was just like a you know i had like a blanket and a pillow it was it was like really not sexy you know <laughs> <laughs> what is your family what did your family think about that and like, you taking that decision and coming over here and then what how do they feel about your success now i don't know i mean i i, I haven't I haven't really asked them about that to to be honest. I mean, my um, you know my 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 mom seems in in support of it. My dad, um, you know, was positive about it. He passed away a couple of years ago, but oh. um, uh, but yeah, you know, I I mean, I think I, I think it's all it's just always dicey as a parent because like you're typically. 
you know, your ideas of like what your kid is going to do, like usually don't line up with what they actually want to do. Like I think if, of course, if, you know, like my, you know, um, dad had, if he was like really into sports and all these things that I just wasn't like, he used mm-hmm. to write for, um, sports illustrated and all these other, you know, magazines. And I just never really got into that. You know, it's yeah. like, I'll, I love like watching 30 for 30 documentaries. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure he would have rather me became like a sports journalist than, you know, get into making horror movies. Very good horror movies. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to touch more on that and okay. uh, a couple other things. All right. Welcome. We'll be back. Downtown Hell. All right, we're back, and we're talking about how things line up. What I, you know, going back to like I was talking to my DJ about this whole thing. Like, what's for you is for you, and like you know what you know. Sometimes crazy events happen to lead to your happiness or wherever the fuck you have to be. So it's like I totally understand that. Like, I mean, sometimes you just gotta kind of roll with it. Yeah. And I mean, but like going back to the film and all this kind of stuff, like. Did did you always want to just do this, or was there something else? It kind of, you know, I mean, it, it, like, I always wanted to write. Like, that was a huge passion of mine from, like, a really young age. But it, you know, a, a lot of, like, directing, like, just seemed like this really nebulous idea when I was younger. Like, I didn't really okay. understand what it was. Because it's like you just see the credit, and you're like, they're the director. And then when yeah. you're, you know, 12 years old, you're like, there's virtually no difference between that and like you know a UPM or something where you're Mm -hmm. just like you just don't have any context you're like okay there's someone on set who's you know running the show yeah running the show but it's like all the kind of detail and like being able to articulate what the you know what you see in your head and like how to you know work with other people is like a really key thing and you know it wasn't until like the process was kind of like demystified for me in my early 20s that I really started understanding what it was Mm -hmm. um and then it it became a lot more clear to me but uh yeah you know I I mean I I I think in in some way I I totally did but then it it's a lot of it is just you're like, oh, that's like too crazy. I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> you, doing you that. You brushed you're it like, off or what? What's that? You brushed it off or, or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. Well, it's like you just don't. It's like you might. It's like saying like I want to be like an astronaut or something. And you're oh. like you have no. You're like, well, how do you do that? You know. And a lot of it is just seems unattainable, right? Yeah, exactly. Until you're, you know, and then it's like you see the people who've like made their first movies and then they're like okay they basically just scrounged together whatever they oh. could they could get and made that you know i mean robert rodriguez made el mariachi for like 10 grand or something you know and it's like yeah. i'm sure anyone listening to this podcast could you know pull up 10 grand somewhere whether it's like on credit cards or <laughs> or what you know and um it's like you kind of just have to get as much money as you can to make your first movie do that and then if you know people connect with it like you'll you'll get more work and if they don't you can just go make another movie and it's like I've seen a lot of people who had first movies that didn't do great and then they did a second movie and that did a lot better like 
Quentin Tarantino being a great example. <laughs> like he had his first movie, um, my best friend's birthday, like I don't think he even finished. And then, you know, he did Reservoir Dogs after that and certainly did pretty well. I do you where do you see this in about two years? Is there like uh, another goal or do you want to see yourself in some certain space or are you just kind of rolling <laughs> are you just kind of rolling with the punches or, and what's I going don't know. on uh, like like where do I see myself career wise yeah. in two years I got I have no idea I mean that that seems like a really short amount of time to me right now like seeing how long it actually like takes to get any of these mm. bigger things made so you know I mean ho- hopefully shooting something else would, would be ideal but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be cool to... I, I definitely want to make a bigger movie after this. Like, I I don't want to, you know, stay in the, the kind of, like, lower-budget um, horror forever. I've, I've seen a lot of people, like, have plenty of success doing, you know, a lot of these movies for uh, whatever they can find. But, um, yeah. you know, like, a- Adam Wingard's a really good example of that, where I, th- I think... A Horrible Way to Die was like his third or fourth movie maybe I'm not sure but you know he's super talented and he's like doing this new Godzilla vs. King Kong movie so yeah. like clearly that worked out for him totally um, but yeah I don't know I mean it's like I think predicting that stuff it's just so there's so many like monkey wrenches that get thrown in your life yeah. along the way there that you. it's like you you there's a lot of surprises and it's really kind of hard to um, control a lot of that. It's obviously something that drives you though to do these things still yeah. stay creative. Like what 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 is one of those key factors for you? You know, I mean a, a big part of it is just like wanting to see movies that I haven't seen before. Oh, just okay. kind of like a different perspective on something I'm, I'm familiar with and that I like and that someone hasn't done yet. You know, and um there's there's just so much to kind of like mine from as far as like books and video games and movies and just you know our real lives where you find um you know there there's a lot of like deeper kind of um thematic ideas that tend to flow into your work and can like form an interesting story but yeah i mean a lot of it is just kind of like wanting to see these these movies but you know uh, newer and without like ripping anyone off you know or directly ripping them off like (laughs) subtly ripping them off is is another story basically coming original at all times yeah doing doing you and stuff like that totally yeah what like give me like your top fives when it comes to horror movies (laughs) (laughs) uh well number one is phantasm that's like that's without a doubt my favorite horror movie of all time um the original texas chainsaw massacre is probably yeah very good right after that um what else you know i love um the original evil dead i think that's a masterpiece um Reanimator is just a work of genius. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that gets anywhere near as much attention as uh, as it should. And then, God, I don't know. I should probably throw an Italian one in there. Maybe like um, the Beyond, the Lucio Fulci movie. The Beyond. Yeah, check it. That or like House by the Cemetery. Like those are both kind of um, 
th- those are both pretty high up there. But I, I mean, it's like it, it's it's tough because then it's like there's you know all these like great John Carpenter movies and you know like The Fog and Christine and The Thing and um, you know I, I guess you could classify Assault on Precinct Thirteen as a horror movie. But in I dug that. Madness, you know, I, th- I thought it was cool. I mean, for what it was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would it probably look something like that, you know. Damn. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the future. Okay. Your future, and hopefully it's... Hopefully it looks good. Three more of these. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anything else. So we'll be back. Cool. Thanks. We're back, and we are talking to the director of Beyond the Gates, and we're talking about how things are supposed to just, like, things happen, things line up, some things just, you know, are meant to be, and some things, you know, you just don't fucking put out there, because you just don't know what life is going to throw at you, (laughs) I guess. That's realism, though. That's cool. I mean, I, I dig that, but, like, do you have... Three more of those coming out? <laughs> Please tell me. Or something. I, I mean, like, sequels to this movie? Yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, we have, um, you know, we're we're working on another one with uh, Brian Usna, who produced Reanimator and uh, From Beyond. He directed Society, and, um, you know, he's he's a phenomenally talented uh, filmmaker in his own right. But, sure. Uh, he's... Producing a sequel to Beyond the Gates, which um, I'll probably be writing. I may or may not be directing, depending on a few other projects that um, I'm talking to uh, some other people about. But uh, like, we definitely have one more kind of lined up, and that's uh, that's a little bit more of a period piece. That's not like oh, okay. um, it, it probably wouldn't pick up with the same you know cast from this one other than like Barbara Crampton and um Jesse Merlin who was the shopkeeper in this movie but um yeah you know I mean so we'll we'll definitely have another one at some point um we're just you know we we kind of figured out the story and then we're just you know figuring out what um what the next steps are and I've been kind of torn between a lot of other projects I've been working on so it's been a little slower but um yeah so I mean well it it would be really cool to have this turn into you know kind of its own little mini franchise and get a few of these going but um yeah there will at least be one more that's awesome to hear because I'm telling you the first one is fucking awesome. Like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I dug it. I'm telling you. And then the brother, the brothers are. It's just their chemistry is. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're they're awesome. And then just you know, one is creepier than the other, and it's just like <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah. How the hell did you guys come up with this cast? And it's just it's great, man. Yeah, I mean a lot of, you know, I mean so much of these people like I mean a lot of them I had prior friend relationships with but I mean so yeah. much of it was just me poaching these guys that I, I was fans of their work like Chase Williamson I loved him and John dies at the end I thought he was fantastic in that movie and um you know Graham Skipper I was a huge fan of his from reanimator the musical and uh you know Bria I, I 
you know, loved her from like Heroes and Friday Night Lights and um, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. I thought she was quite good in, but yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of them they were just they were friends of mine, and I liked their work, and it just made good sense to kind of write these roles for each of them, and it's like it it you know kind of allowed it to play to their strengths and. Um, you know, I mean, it was great fun working with all of them. Like they, they all did a, you know, a terrific job, and like we, we had a great time. It was a great. <laughs> it was, I, I thought it was awesome. But um, anywhere we can reach out to you on social media. Yeah, uh, my Instagram is probably the best spot. It's at Boss Jacko B O S S J A C K O, and then there's also there's a, a few Beyond the Gates social media platforms. Like we have a, a Twitter account, which is pretty fun. We have like a lot of old, you know, VCR ads and other crazy stuff that um, Steve posts on there. Um, I think that's Beyond the Gates underscore at Twitter, and then. We have a, you know, Beyond the Gates Instagram account and, like, a Facebook page. And then yeah. that's that's it, really. Well, Beyond the Gates is on Netflix for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I want to thank you for coming in, man. You know, you didn't have to drive all this way. Oh, know? yeah, no problem. Thank and, you for uh, having me. And we'll be, uh, we'll be seeing you soon, man. Thank you. Thanks. All right, that was it. Thank you guys very much for listening. I want to thank Jackson Stewart. Check out his film, Beyond the Gates, on Netflix right now. And I want to thank Pierre Connolly once again for keeping me tied on the boards. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening.